Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this latest version of uh, Tales, Tales from Outer Space, where I take an HFY story from somewhere around the internet and read it aloud for your enjoyment. All the relevant links are down below. Like, subscribe, and all that YouTube comf to help this video and channel grow. Anyways, as always, I hope that you enjoy. I would just like to thank the following tier 5 patrons and channel members for supporting the channel. Fallen Angel. Buzz Kennington, Data Magnet, and Bob the Dragon. Thank you again, and now on to the story. Humans are embarrassing. Written by OK Struggle 7016. Crew to battle stations, the captain called out, his voice booming in the bridge as the background lights turned red. Hundreds of my fellow crew members began to move around the bridge as the sounds of fire and crackle roared to life. Shells and other types of ordnance fly across the empty vacuum of space, as the battle has just begun. A major battle between the two races, the Icelands, known for their technological superiority, an all-round corrupt major superpower in the known cosmos, and the Nithans, a race that was just making their ends meet. The war started several months ago, when the Icelands decided to harass both our major and minor shipping lanes through piracy and taxation. It was fine at first, having to resort to increasing our security and avoiding Iceland markets. But it escalated quickly when the Icelands decided to invade Pycon 1-6, one of the two Nithen trade centers that kept the nation's economy from going under. Typical of their political agenda, the Icelands claimed that the trade center was theirs to own, saying that the system was in their territory. We knew that it was absurd, and the rest of the nations within the Federation knew this. But nothing was done about it, and the ensuing problem, no actions were taken. The Icelands were simply too influential and powerful in the domain. That even if the rest of the Federation were to join forces and fight the Icelands, they would be stepped under the soles of their shoes. Our civilians urged the government to stoke the fires of war. The endearing, powerful voices of the high-ranking officials now calling on to the Senate to bring forth the guns to take back what was rightfully ours, and we did. We called to arms, and no allied nations came to our aid. They knew that it was a one-way battle at this point. What were the officials thinking? Have they lost their minds? Within a month of the war effort, we'd lost already 25% of our ships to the much more powerful fleets of the Isen Dominari, and our territory has already been slowly chipped off to their hands. Hundreds of civilians that volunteered to the war effort were either dead or enslaved. We knew that the war between us and them would eventually go in their favor, until some human got caught in the beloved. The humans were at first a simple fractured nation of bipeds that came into the picture a few centuries ago, known for their peaceful agenda. They were the lowest of the bunch with any conflicts that occurred in their hands would be turned to peaceful negotiations and deals. They were nothing special, being called the embarrassment of the galaxy due to their weak nature. I mean, come on, they were easily conned to the worthless products that the market had to offer. Hell, even our markets joked about the humans trading worthless junk for even more worthless junk that we had. One seller even boasted how one person had been buying loads of dried up seeds from him. Seeds that were so worthless that you could get a ton for just a few credits. To know what happened, the same human who buys the seeds was caught in the middle of the crossfire. 
A small freighted vessel that carried hundreds of tons of that thing was shot down by the Icelands as the wind passed through the trade route in a piracy attempt. Knowing the humans, they decided to leave him dead, adrift in the vast void of space. And we quickly picked them up by the moment the Iceland fleet left the sector. The human was nothing special. He was only wearing something that he called casual clothing. He was carrying a bag filled with some cooking utensils, three small packs of brown powder called sugar, and two small packs of those seeds, which he begged that we carry a container of it. We didn't approve of it. Our storage bay is already filled to the brim with more important supplies, and he wanted to squeeze in a container of worthless seeds of it. Embarrassing human. The human stayed with us for a month, and thanked the stars that the human wasn't bothering anyone or anything out of the ordinary. Asked the captain to send him home to the nearest Terran outpost, and he agreed, wanting to leave the human out of our ship for good. While that was happening, he spoke to us that the seeds in Pycon 1-6 were so cheap that he said that it was a gold mine. We snickered on that thought when he said those words. Even if Pycon had much more goods more valuable than just those seeds. He just kept on blabbering why he constantly bought them. Eventually, he would request a few tools to be used in his spare time. A small grinder, pasteurizers, a metal bowl, and access to the kitchen. We allowed it, as it won't take much time before he would be dropped off at the station. The cooks and I watched him as he brought that sack and his cooking equipment into the kitchen, took what was like a quarter of its contents and began removing the shells. He separated every seed with accuracy, sorting them into three various sizes, and roasted them. After the debacle, he began rounding up the roasted seeds, cutting them into smaller pieces. He even tripped and fell to the cold, hard metal when his bipedal leg got caught in the stall and spilled the bowl onto the floor. He laughed before he sighed and picked up the wasted thing like it was still head worth. He scooped the major parts and cleaned the spilled waste that he had created. He eventually returned to grind up the seeds again. This time, he was pushing them with a large club, and it came out oozing, sickly paste, in which he asked one of our cooks to help him out by holding the bowl. I could tell that the cook was disgusted with it, seeing the paste fall to the bowl, and the strong scent of which he almost hurled his entire lunch onto the paste-filled bowl. The human didn't notice this debacle, as he just said his compliments and left the cook in his own devices. He started on pouring some of the paste in a machine that he carried, poured a few liquids and sugar within, and flicked the switch, making a loud, whirring motion as it was activated and lasted a whole day cycle for it. The head cook was furious about it and complained about the noise, but gave off the human a warning when he apologized and stated that he won't repeat the process. Embarrassing human... He started on pulling out a few several containers and circular molds, and began to pour the leftover paste into the molds, and asked the cook once again to pour the processed paste into the small containers, and place them into the freezer while wearing a mask for him not to bask in the excruciating scent that the kitchen had to handle for that day. The human was smiling, taking a whiff of the heavy scent, saying out a good compliment, 
He rejammed the paste into the ships and placed most of them into a container for us to use. Some of us would snicker, as to know why would anyone want to consume such things. All I did was repeat the words of the human when I got to try the warm hot product that was introduced into the cafeteria for my daily routine. Feck me! Apparently, the human had been up very early in his schedule and woke up one of the cooks and the servers to help him boil down some molded up hardened paste, turned it into some sort of broth and added sugar and milk and served it up to them. And eventually, hijinks ensued in the kitchen, as they began to wake up the rest of the cooks and servers to try what the human had created. Many of the crew had woken up because of the growing riot that happened in the kitchen. That silence didn't last long, because by the time the concoction was served to the crew, the noise turned up the roof when the loud ambiences of laughter and energetic glee would break out in the cafeteria. They called it Sikwet, or in simpler terms, Hot Tablia, a sweet drink that was meant to drink before and after our shifts to either energize or calm us after the day. This also boosted morale overall in the ship, as the drink made the crew more active and efficient during their shifts. He also introduced chocolate, a delicacy in humans that was used as snacks, and our crew were loving it, consuming them during breaks. Turns out, he has mostly been using the two products in business that has been booming to the far reaches of the cosmos. I can't believe that our markets have been selling these seeds at a very low price, and that they still haven't figured out how the human has made a fortune out of these. The cooks were interested in making such a delicacy, in which he agreed, teaching them the basics of the measurements until he was out of our hair, thanking us, and leaving us with his equipment and the ingredients on board. How I wish to see that embarrassing human again. Fire the kinetic warheads! Aim it towards the right formation! The captain yelled at his voice, as the ship began to fling out what said warheads towards the Elsian Armada. Explosions rocked the ship when the plasma bolt had struck the hull of the ship, dealing heavy damage to our cause, and we began to make our next move. The fleet of twelve Nithan vessels was now reduced to three and barely has enough willpower to fight. We gave our all in the fight, and which we had decided to sacrifice ourselves for the rest of the ships to escape to the nearest jump point. Keep our guns focused on the right flank. We need to make a way for the rest to escape, the captain ordered once again. As the detections officer called out to the captains about impending arrival of unknown ships in the sector. The captain groaned, what could it be now? We are already dealing with the Iceland fleet as it is. If these ships are going to be a problem for us, then let them. Um... They ask us about needing more of those uh, cocoa beans, Captain. The what? What do you mean by cocoa beans? We have an entire fleet up our eyes and you ask me about beans. The captain would get angry before I would realize what was happening. That embarrassing human had returned. The sudden jump of the Terran fleet into the sector startled my fellow crew, seeing a vessel that dwarfed our own. They would begin slinging out their guns and fighter craft, engaging the Iceland Armada without any questions. A few of the vessels would begin firing on their own ordnance into the enemy fleet, as the weapons pierced through the hulls and the shields like it was paper. Any ordnance coming straight for our ship was instead directed towards the new fleet, and they just shrugged them off like dust. 
the eyelid chips were falling one by one like paper. Sir, you have a line request from one of the Terran ships. The captain agreed to open the line. Seeing the same clumsy human that was dressed in casual clothing, now bearing an officer's uniform. His smile still overbearing with bliss and glee. This is Admiral Amar of the Unified Terran Council, Fleet Designation Sampaquita of Mars. Do you need more hot tabla, or am I just late to the party? He chuckled, as he grabbed a mug of that hot concoction and placed it in between his lips. Took you long enough, embarrassing human. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this video. I hope that you enjoyed, and if you do, please consider supporting the author, even by popping over and leaving a thumbs up or a nice comment, just to show your appreciation for the story. However, if you wish to support this channel, there are links down below which will help immensely. I will see you all in the next one, and until then, I hope that you have a fantastic day. Cheers.